Can you believe Jen and Ben are official? Jen and Ben official. They're Jennifer and Benifer. Benifer. Yeah. I don't. Re- I don't even remember what their ship name was, but uh, yeah, I think it was Benifer. Benifer. Yeah. Gen- yeah, because it couldn't be Jennifer because her f- name. <laughs> <laughs> It's just Jennifer. It's Jennifer. It's, it's Jen. It's, it's J- Jennifer Jen. and Ben. Jen. 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 Good for them. Yeah. Kind of lets you know. He still looks miserable. That's okay. <laughs> I've never seen a man grab an ass that thick. A legendary and ass. So miserable. We're saying ass. We shouldn't say ass. Oh, we already bleep did. it out. All right. We're on good boy. Good boy hours. Remind me. I need to hold on. I need to put notes. Bleep the butts. Bleep the butts. Bleep the butts. We're trying to get views and not get demonetized, people. So That's excuse right. us while we don't curse That's right. in the first uh, eight-ish minutes or so. Uh-huh. Is that what it is? Seven, eight minutes? We'll just go ten. All right, so yeah, we'll be, be safe, safe with ten and see if we can make just it with safe. ten. Yeah, yeah. 318. Uh, <sighs> the butts. The butts. The butts. Uh, the butts. Who are we, Margo? We are... Adam Obesius Rodriguez. That's right. And Marco Dupa. Mm-hmm. And we are proud to be back with you guys once again as we are every week. Kind of. Almost every Sometimes. week. Sometimes. Yeah. With a new episode of what we like to call the One Beer In Podcast. Mm. And I think that the only way to really get into this show Besides talking about Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck, and J Lo, Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. is to talk about this beer. So, sure. Adam, please tell the people what we're drinking tonight. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, we are drinking the Copper Kettle Brewing Co. out of Denver, Colorado. It's the Dark Samba Imperial Dark Milk Samba. Stout. I have taken some lactate. He's taking the lactate. Uh, it's aged with Brazilian. Ambrana wood oh, in no. bourbon barrels. It is an eight percent tall boy. Uh, we have no cold read, unfortunately. Shout out to CJ from Red Light. He told me to grab this because I said I'm a fan of stouts, and he was like, "Well, you definitely need to do the Dark Samba from Copper Kettle." And Copper Kettle has a really good milk stout, hmm. so I'm excited about this. So, without further ado. This is episode 318 of the One Beer In Podcast. Mm. Mm. This is right. You have too much. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for joining us once again. <clears throat> this is the One Baron Podcast. The podcast where two brews crack open a brew and see where that one brew takes us. As I said, I'm Marco Dupa. That's Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, Brewskies? Uh, like, share, and subscribe everywhere the podcasts are sold or listened to, watched, devoured, consumed, drank, ate, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And uh, welcome, 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 welcome. So we got a lot to discuss on the show. There are so many things that happened in just a short time that's kind of hard to keep up with, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. I found myself looking at the trending topics on Twitter and just going, I-, I don't even know where to begin with this. Like if you were one of those social media accounts that had to just be on the cutting edge yeah like an aggregator yeah yeah i don't even know how i don't know how moon pie does it let's just say that i don't know i don't know how the god account does it yeah i don't know how they have to just literally sit and just refresh i thought moon pie was like a streamer i didn't know about for a second (laughs) and i realized you meant like the actual moon pies pies, yeah yeah uh I, i i they have to just sit there and refresh the trending topics page over and over and over again and just keep up with all of it because I mean, it moves so quickly. Yeah. By the time I'm caught up on one thing, everyone's talking about the next thing. Yep. And it's kind of sad. It's because you're old. I am old. I'm washed, but I still drink beer. Let's enjoy. 
You're Roast. here. <laughs> that is an intense flavor. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, that kicked me in the back of the neck. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. What is that? In Brazilian Amburana wood. Amburana? What? Amburana? Amburana. Amburana? I wonder how you say that. I'm anglicizing it. Amburana. Amburana. Amburana wood. Ant Burana. Amburana wood. Oh, interesting. Ugh. Move your cord over this side. All right. So, yeah, um, as I look at the trending topics, I see a lot of things that come to mind. Number one, Bob Odenkirk. I saw that he's going to be okay. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I uh, I've been worried all day. I literally I've been really literally throughout my workday going on to Twitter to check up. And the fact that we haven't had any updates it was really worrying. Yeah, it was very troublesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it's his son or his nephew, somebody named Another Odenkirk. Nate right? Odenkirk. Yeah. Said that he's gonna do he's he's gonna be okay. So if you're a fan of Bob Odenkirk, and if you're not, what are you what are you doing? doing? He's gonna be okay. Oh, he's his son. He's Bob Odenkirk's son, there Nate Odenkirk. Also his an actor, apparently. So Bob Odenkirk was filming season six? Five or six of uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah, the final season. The final season, which a great show. I haven't caught. I haven't caught up with it yet, but from what I've seen, I mean, it's up there with uh, uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's what a lot of people say, and I mean, from the seasons that you've watched, that's what you've said. Yeah, incredible show. I I definitely want to jump back in. Um, I just I don't know. I just haven't. I've just been watching too much Star Wars Rebels. That's fine. What are you gonna do? Sue me. That'll do as well, pig. So he was uh, <laughs> he he was filming that show and apparently just collapsed, and uh, we don't have any, any information as of this recording as to what he collapsed of. Yeah, but he's gonna be okay. So that's all that matters, mm-hmm. right? Because we're not his family, so <laughs> you know the rest of that shit is not sure. really our business. Yeah, we don't need details as long as he's gonna be okay. Yeah, that's. That's all we care about. Yeah, but of course, of course, the press is dogging them for more information on. Of course. Of course, that's what they do. That is what they do. Yeah. So yeah, there was that, and there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of stuff from Rolling Loud, music, <laughs> music. Uh, there was some loud stuff music, coming out of Rolling Loud. Rolling Loud. Yeah. A lot of loud stuff coming out of there. Yeah. I mean, some of that stuff you just couldn't help yourself. Even if you wanted to stay away from it, you couldn't. No. It was all over the place. Yeah. First things first, I'd like to just just touch on uh. Just touch on the subject of Coyle Ray for a second. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't have anything negative to say about her. Okay. I really don't. Okay. I, I, because I truly don't know enough about her mm-hmm. to have an opinion one way or the other. Yeah. Her career thus far is just fascinating to me. The The first time I had uh, seen her and really uh, even known about her was on the Double XL. Uh, yeah, she was on the fresh. Yeah, she's one of the freshmen. Yeah, so that was my first exposure to her, and I was like, "I've never, I, I don't even know who you are." Yeah, uh, but I saw from that point people talking shit. Yeah, and like this is terrible. Yeah, and uh, that continued on through the Rolling Loud performance. It just hasn't stopped, man. Yeah, she has, she's endured nothing but slander. <laughs> yes, and uh, I'm not gonna defend or or try to um, back up any of that slander. I don't know. Because I haven't listened to any or uh, any of her music, truly. Apparently, she doesn't even have an album out. She mm-hmm. doesn't have a mixtape or any kind of street album. It's just a bunch of singles that have come out, and that's enough. Is it like a TikTok thing? That's that's this is what I this is the reason I brought it up because I don't know, and I'm just fascinated with her career trajectory yeah. so far. So apparently, we probably sound so old. Oh, dude, we are. Washed. Oh, whoa, 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 washed. Woof. Sorry, teens. She is the son of Benzino. So if okay, oh, so no. if you want to sound really washed, <laughs> oh, we know who no. Benzino is. And uh, so she, or uh, did I say son? She's the daughter. Sorry, I apologize. She's the daughter of Benzino. Did you say son? I did say son. Oh, I man. know I said son. 
Uh, she's the, she's the daughter of Benzino. Coyla Ray. And I guess, I don't know. I guess they're estranged or what have you. So this is what I'm talking to my cousin okay. about this. Well, that makes me happy then. He says Benzino is not a good man. Well, he says that they're estranged, and I'm like, well, be that as it may. Yeah. There's too many variables in her career that lead to a, at least. <sighs> I mean, at least a dollop if you, of nepotism. Uh, if you, no, I mean, if you're the daughter of Benzino. Like you have to have uncles and and family friends who are in the industry, right? I mean, you just have to. Honestly, even if you don't, that's enough to get your. That's enough to get a meeting. Yeah. If my dad, even if I'm estranged from my dad, if my dad is the owner of some company, I can at least get an interview at the bottom rung of the ladder of the company. Sure. And that's where she's at right now. Double yeah. XL freshman cover. She apparently started posting, according to her Wikipedia, take that for what you will, um, began posting music on SoundCloud. So she was apparently a SoundCloud rapper in yeah, 2018. Yeah, I just, I just don't believe that. Um, I just don't tapes. believe she's she's had that, like, she's been building since 2018. Yeah. I just, I... Mm. Anyway, she had a... She, I, she, like you're, I said, you're, you're right though you're right though she only has mixtapes eps and a few singles out so and that and i don't know that to me basically let me just stop beating around the bush a, a lot of her career like the things that have happened in her career have led a lot of people to believe that she's an industry plant and if you don't know what an industry plant is good for you because you don't want to know this kind of terminology because if you do oh. you're washed like we are what? She apparently appeared on the Ski Master Slump God song on the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack. Oh. So I have heard her apparently before okay, that's, on that soundtrack. That helps a little bit. But see, even that, it's like I'm sure her voice was indistinguishable sure. from... Yeah, she probably had like a backing vocal of some kind. Uh, maybe she had a full verse. Maybe we're just women haters. Could be. <laughs> He-Man Women Haters He-Man Club. He-Man Women Haters Club. So... A lot of people have, have accused her of being an industry plant. And uh, I don't know. I'm looking at the evidence of her career and I'm oh, wondering. She had a full feature. Let me let me uh, clarify okay. on that song. Full feature. She had a full feature. Yeah. Okay. I just don't remember it in particular. So when you get, when you have as short of a career as, as she has so far. Yeah. So what are we talking about? Eight, no, four years now? From 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Tw well, three years, right? 2018. 18, 19, 20, 21. Yes. Yeah. Three Math. years. <laughs> Three years. She hasn't put out a, a proper album. Yeah. Just a couple of mixtapes and some singles. One big feature. She's on the double XL freshman cover. She gets to set it rolling loud, which is a really big music festival for, for hip. It's a big hip hop yeah. music festival. Huge. She's gone viral a couple of times. Apparently she was dating trippy red. I don't okay. know. Yeah, sure. it, it, exactly. And o only 24. And uh, she, I mean, she has five million followers on Instagram as of this recording. It's probably more than that by now. Mm -hmm. And it's just a lot of stuff where, like, I don't buy into the industry plant stuff all the time. But there's some things where you're like, I could see that. Yeah, I could, I could see it. Mm -hmm. I could see it. I don't know. If I'm not accusing her of anything. I'm just fascinated by her career trajectory. I'm fascinated by what people are willing to do to appear as though they are already famous. Like I, I, I know, I know people personally who have paid for followers on Instagram, for mm. instance, and you can see it when you look at their followers versus their engagement. Sure. Yeah. That's a, a telltale sign. Yeah. That's one of the biggest, that's one of the easiest things to look at. And it's always, it's always just like, dude, you don't think other people are paying attention to this. Even laymen are looking yeah. at it and going, well, you only get, 30 likes but you have 50,000 followers that doesn't make any sense yeah even if you take a fraction of those followers let's say you had 50,000 followers and only 10,000 of them are real let's say 5,000 of them actually know who you are let's say 2,500 of them are actually friends of yours let's say uh, a thousand of those people really dig your your stuff Let's say 500 of that 1,000 are super fans, mm -hmm. and you're only getting 30 likes per picture. Right. It just doesn't make any sense. 
Yeah, it doesn't add up. And it's, it's very clear when you do that that something's wrong mm-hmm. in that picture. And, and you know, these social media outlets are obviously getting smarter and starting to, to crack down on that kind of thing anyway. So yeah. it, it won't last long term. And it's something actually I, I came into uh, kind of conflict with at old jobs where these companies would be like, well, can we just buy followers just so we can look you know like we have this engagement and it's like no no you can't yeah. you, you can't buy followers you can't buy engagement you can't buy virality all those things happen organically and yeah. your job is basically to put your your uh company in a position to get those things yeah and then it just has to happen it's like fishing you know you, you have to cast out that reel that line and sinker if you will, I've fished plenty of times. What about the hook, though? Are you gonna cast the hook? You do need the hook. You might need I will the hook say. at the beginning of the whole thing. The hook brings them back. Hey. Um. So you you just need to get it out there, and it has to happen on its own. Essentially, mm-hmm. you put yourself in the position for it to happen. It's like catching lightning. You know, like yeah, yeah, you, you, you have to build a, a metal pole as high as you possibly can. It may never get struck. Just may not happen for you, but the chances are the higher you build it and the, you know, the, the more, uh, 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 <laughs> the more conductive is the world's <laughs> looking for. I was going to say electric, the more conductive <laughs> that pole is, the better chances you got. Right. You know, that's all you can do because if you, if you plug your pole into a, a an outlet, you're, you're paying for that electricity is all I'm saying. I love to plug my pole in outlets. Amen, brother. <laughs> hey. Uh, but you know, you, it, it's something that has to happen naturally, right? Organically. <clears throat> right. And if it doesn't, then you're, you're, you're paying to look pretty essentially. It's, yeah. it's like having a wig that, uh, disappears as soon as somebody touches it. Right. You know, like it does, it's not really worth it. Like it, it looks pretty on the outside, but as soon as somebody investigates a little bit further, I'm done with analogies, by the way. Don't worry. <laughs> um, as soon as somebody looks just a little bit further, they're like, oh, that's, that's all bullshit. And it makes you look worse. Yeah. It makes you look worse. And, yeah. And I, I, I think that that's the one thing that the risk that you take with paying for engagement or paying for followers is that once people find out, you look worse than sure. if you just had a fraction of those followers. I think people are just going... Well, the risk is worth is worth the reward. High risk, high reward. So if I have ten thousand fake followers, but five thousand or maybe even ten thousand more people follow me because they see the ten thousand and think, Oh, this guy's got clout, mm-hmm. I'm gonna chase that, then it's worth losing the first ten for the real ten later. It's a chicken and the egg thing though. Right, because you know? I don't think that that happens as often as people believe it does. Well, because uh, think of it this way. If you're providing content, sure, there's a thing to like being in the right place at the right time. You know, I mean, this podcast is something is, uh, emblematic of that. Yeah. Like, you know, we're still trying to find this massive boom that will get like, you know, Rogan numbers here. <laughs> but, you know, we, ha- oh, we we're coming for you, Rogan. We're coming for you. We uh, we have a respectful following. We love everybody who's listening right now, obviously. Cheers to you. Um, but you know, it, it, it's one of those things that like, if you're not putting out, like you should, instead of focusing on looking good on the outset, focus on your content. Yeah. Because if your content's there, the audience will follow. Right. You just need to figure out how to get your good content in the right place so that it, it, it finds its audience. As long as your stuff's good, people are going to be attracted to it. That's yeah. the bottom line. So, you know, we see Coyla Ray, a lot of people saying her content isn't good and therefore, like, it's suspect that she's getting all of these things. Right. I, I'm, I'm neither here nor there. I haven't listened to enough of her stuff like, just like you. Right. Um, but, I mean, that's kind of the point is, like, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you, the stuff that you're selling isn't good, it doesn't matter how many people it appears are interested in your stuff. They're not going to buy it if it's not good. If what you're selling is not good, yeah, you know, yeah, doesn't matter. Matter how many people are in the marketplace perusing your shop. If they walk out with nothing, doesn't matter. Here's the thing, though. I think I think you and I's definition of good is drastically different than what 
the definition of good is for the generation uh, sure. following us or preceding us. Following us? Following us. Following us? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because their <laughs> definition of good, buddy, leaves a lot to be desired. I understand, but I feel like we're savvy enough to see the appeal of something outside of our own wheelhouse. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. So I, I don't want to discount us that much. Like, we no. can tell if something, you know, if something can catch on or if there's a spark to something, even if it's not, it's not Illmatic. You know, but, you know, it, if, if it still has like an energy to it or it still has there, there's some star power yeah. to this person. I think we can identify that. Yeah. Well, and I think I mean, again, the problem is we haven't we haven't given her the the proper attention, the That's proper true. due. That's true. I, I mean, I'm not even going to sit here in front the past. I don't know. Ten double XL freshman covers. I have just gone. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. I have zoomed right past. So. I mean, there's probably, but the thing is, how many of those guys that have been on those covers are still popping right now? Yeah. I mean, there's a handful of them who I know. Not who have many. Been, I know Uzi Vert was on one. Sure. I know, I'm pretty sure Jack Harlow was on one. Uh, I know that there is a good number of, of, of guys who are still on who have been on those covers. But for the most part, like back in our day. Fucking, I I mean, back in my day. Listen, this is this is the washed episode. We're yeah. washed, okay? <gasps> Ain't they all? Yeah. Ain't they all the washed episodes? Yeah, pretty much. Uh huh. Our double XL freshman covers were filled with guys who are still doing it right yep. now. You know? Yeah. And and well, for the most part, there's a couple of guys who you're like, oh, yeah. I, I mean, there there are tons who who aren't doing anything. But uh, look at that twenty, that twenty sixteen, twenty sixteen, yeah. Uzi Vert, Yachty, Kodak Black, Denzel Curry, Dave East, Lil Dicky, twenty one Savage, Pac, Designer. I mean, that's a yeah. that twenty sixteen cover is insane. Yeah. That's such a good cover. It's huge. Twenty ten, J Cole. I think Nipsey Hustle. That's one of my favorite covers. Freddie Gibbs, Big Sean, Wiz Khalifa, OJ the Juice Man, OJ the Juice Man, J Rock. 2011, Meek Mill, Big Crit, Psy High, uh, Mac Miller, Lil B. Rest in peace. Kendrick. <laughs> that little guy named Kendrick. 2013, Schoolboy Q, Trinidad James, Joey Badass, Absol, Logic, Action Bronson, Kirko Bang. Yo, that 2013 cover is crazy. Chief Keef. That 2013 cover is insane. That might be the best one. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I had good. no idea. I mean, Chief Keith, Schoolboy Q, Bronson, Travis Scott. That's a crazy cover. And, like, really diverse. Yeah. As far as styles. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really see much in 2019. Yeah, I mean. Megan Stallion. YBN Corday. The baby in the cover? Yeah. On the corner? I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you've got Megan the Stallion, the baby on the 2019 cover. So, I mean, Roddy yeah, Rich. you know, you got Roddy Rich, but it, I mean I'd I'd like to see what Roddy Rich does with his second album. I was mildly impressed with his first album. I thought obviously the singles were huge. Yeah. I'm a, a fan of the big songs, but like the album itself, I I couldn't wrap my head around the press that he was getting for yeah. the album itself. Yeah, it seemed like too much. Seemed like too much. But who am I to say? Anyway, all that to say, uh, I don't know. It's kind of kind of fucked up the kind of attention she's getting on the <laughs> internet. <laughs> it's kind of mean. The negative attention. But at the same time, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I can tell you one thing. I can tell you one guy who is not an industry plant, and it's the baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that he is working very, very hard to get himself out of the industry. Yeah, seems that way. It seems like he's working overtime to take money out of his pocket and and just uh, just burn it. How do you hurt <coughs> Elton John? How do you, hurt, <laughs> yeah. how do you do that? I mean, you got to try hard. You got to try hard. Uh, I mean, the baby has been in the headlines, and I, I'm sure you guys know where we're going with this. Uh, look at how sad Elton John know, looks. He's so sad, so sad. Ugh. 
Yeah, I'm sure you guys know where we're going with this, but if you're uninitiated, the baby also had a set at Rolling Loud, which apparently uh, was a pretty good set until he did a number of questionable things. First of which, bringing out Tory Lanes, which, uh, depending on who you ask, is either one of the more problematic rappers in the game or, you know, just a guy. I don't like. Take away all of the controversy and all of everything else that you could say about Tory Lanes. That's the guy who you pick to be like your special guest. I would pick a dude. I mean, there's only a handful of guys that, as a special guest, would make the crowd go nuts. I mean, Drake, Kendrick, sure, sure. you know, Schoolboy Q. He hasn't done a, a lot of stuff, so if you brought out Schoolboy, that would be crazy. Yeah. Lil Uzi Vert would be fun. People sure. would lose their shit. Travis Scott. Uh, Roddy Rich, that would be fun. I mean, Lil Yachty, I think he had a set, so I don't think that would be that crazy because he already had a set. But there's a number of guys that you could bring out yeah. that the crowd would like go ape shit for. Sure. Obviously, Drake's probably the number one. Like if if he took off a mascot's he- head, and yeah. fucking Drake was oh, there. like if Kanye was there, you know, of Kanye, yeah. Um, Tory Lanes, I don't know. To me, just not one of the guys. Not the guy you pick. He's not on the list of guys where I'm like, Not in 2021. Crowd is going to go nuts for this dude. Yeah. Um, Unless you want them to go nuts in the opposite direction of like mildly confused, slightly angry. Uncomfortable. Very weird vibe after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then then for some reason in the middle (laughs) of his set, he just decided to go on this rant. I wouldn't really call it a rant. I mean- because as a rapper, I understand what he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. We've all seen it. If you've been to a rap show, it's a in-between songs kind of like refresher. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a little uh, show play, you know. You, you, little you, crowd, little crowd work, crowd work, if you will. Yeah. And 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 yeah. So it went it, off. It started <laughs> off innocently enough, <laughs> and then I don't know. Like his brain just went to a place where you're like, why would he go there? Yeah. What, why would you? Why it went would you to Xbox Live circa 2012. <laughs> he just starts talking about like, you know, if you're gay but you're not sucking. We're far enough into we're the far show. Enough, yeah. <laughs> if you're not talking, if you're not sucking dick in the parking lot, and he starts talking about people who have AIDS, or like you, you know, if you, I didn't even hear the if you're if you're gay part. I just heard if you're not if you're here and not sucking dick in the parking lot. No, he was talking about. His gay fans. Okay. When he said that. Hold on. Let me pull I didn't. I didn't even course. see that part. And I was like, wow, you're just angry at gay people, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like it's a it's a it's a it's a forced foul, you know? Like why are you openly being homophobic right. to people who are there supporting you? Yeah, it's like you, you just you just didn't you didn't have to do no, it. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. You didn't have to do it. Zero percent. Uh See if I can find what he actually said. We're gonna give him his just due because he <laughs> apologized and everything, and we'll go through that. Yeah, he did. Uh, he just apologized after <laughs> after Elton John. Actually, that, that may have that may have caused it because he actually he doubled down first. Yeah, no, yeah, he I, he didn't double down on what he said so much as he was like, "You guys took it the wrong way." Of course, but that's, I mean. I mean, well, what I'm saying is like, it's one thing to double down on, it's one thing to say, like, I'm right, you're wrong. It's another thing to be like, that's not what I meant. This is what I meant. And what he said didn't help his case. I'm not defending his doubling down. I'm just saying, like, I don't think he, um, never mind. Okay. Because what he said was not good either. His his second apology. Well, I have some of it. Like, I'm going to address this weak-ass internet shit. No, but before that, his actual speech. No, I'm saying, like, I'm saying his double down was not good either. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, I said, if you don't got AIDS, put a cell phone lighter up. I said, if you ain't sucking dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone lighters up. All the lights went up, gay or straight. You want to know why? Because even my gay fans don't got fucking AIDS, stupid-ass niggas. They ain't got AIDS. Even my gay fans, they can't, they take care of themselves. They ain't no nasty ass niggas. See that? See what I'm saying? They ain't no junkies in the street. 
<laughs> even really, the gays, even, even his gay gays, fans, even his gay fans ain't got that shit. He said his crowd. He said his crowds put their phones in the air because quote my gay fans they ain't going for that. They got class. They ain't sucking no dick in no parking lot. You got to get a room, a good one, a five star hotel, or wait till they go to the crib. Oh, no. If you a fan of me. Then going for some, you going for some big dog shit. You ain't just going for nothing. Even uh-huh. my gay fans got standards. Even the gays, even them, even his gay friends have. And uh, you, gay fans you have, have to be a junkie to have HIV. Apparently, apparently, according to uh, old the baby. So uh, according to Billboard, this article has uh, an excerpt from his actual okay his actual speech at, at Rolling Loud. Uh, he said. If you didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, or any of them deadly sexually transmitted disease that'll make you die in two to three weeks, then put your cell phone lighters up. Ladies, if your pussy smell like water, put your cell phone lighter up. Yeah. Fellas, if you ain't sucking dick in the parking lot... Put your cell phone lighters up. Well, there you up. go. He didn't say gay people, no, but he said, no. fellas, if you ain't sucking dick. I mean, it's... Right. Which, in my opinion... Makes it sound like if you are gay, if you want to suck a dick and you're a dude, there's something wrong with you. Right. That's how I took it. That's probably how a lot of gay men took it. So I'm just saying it was like it would have been a little bit softer if in in his tirade he went on and said like tirade. if if <laughs> if you are a gay fan of mine and weren't sucking dick in the parking lot because you were classier than that, put your cell phone lighter up. Which I mean, put put cell phone light. Right? Yeah, is just, that just, just your light? Just put the flashlight. Put your on flashlight on, on, on your phone. phone. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's not what he said, though. <laughs> what he said was clearly, if you would enjoy sucking dick as a man in the parking lot, but you didn't, go ahead and put your cell phone. Right. But if you did suck dick in the parking lot as a man, you better get the fuck out of my show. Right. That I mean, that's that's what he was saying. Yeah. That's what he was saying. I'm sorry. That's what he said. That's what he said. That's what he said. We I didn't, didn't say it. Yeah, that's we what didn't he said. True, what he said. That's what he said. Right. So then he gets. I mean, just the backlash of all backlash. The backlash. The backlash. Yeah. And then he goes on Instagram Live and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! You guys didn't hear what I was saying. I said gay people are terrible and I hate them. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, he says. He he doubles. He doesn't. Re- I mean, he doubles down, but in a way, it's so confusing what he was saying and what he was trying to say. Well, no, he was trying. He was clearly trying to soften it. He was clearly trying to uh, do damage control, but he didn't. Like right. he, it, what resulted from that was just it. It, it result. He wasn't trying to double down, but he did in a way. He he was trying to elucidate what he was saying, because in a in a in, during the show when you're just like yo, you know, if you ain't sucking. If you if you got class, if you ain't sucking dick in the parking lot, if you having a good time, put your fucking lighters up, and everybody's like, yeah, fuck it. Blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. when you when you see that clip, when you're at home and you can digest that, you're not in the crowd, and like, like what's that what's that uh, song? Uh, Let me clear my throat. And he's mm-hmm. like, uh, if you got real hair, if you blah blah blah, mm-hmm. put your just put your motherfucking lighters up, and everybody's into it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you were sitting at home. And you were and you're listening to that song and he's like, If you got real hair and you're like, Well, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair to say. What am I, I supposed I'll, to do? I guess I'll, you know, keep my hand down. I mean, my, my genetics took care of that. I, I can't do anything about that. Yeah. And it's it's like I won't clear my throat, I suppose. When you're at home and you're listening to the rant, you're not there, you're not in the show, and he's like, If you ain't got AIDS, <laughs> put your cell phone lighters up. We only support non AIDS having people here. Yeah. I mean, not listen, there is so much wrong with that that I don't even have the time <laughs> to. It should be clear to you as an audience as well that uh, what's fucked up about that, right? Yeah. And yeah. I, I hope, I hope that you're listening to this. And I mean, there's, there's people, like, there's people born with AIDS. Uh, you know, there's people who get it from drugs, from sex, uh, <clears throat> accidentally, or, you there's know, there's people who have been raped. There's sure. People, but I mean, you could get it from any, any, anyway. And, the other thing is, it's not a death sentence. In, well, and in not the, only that, but the people who got it through things that they could have prevented aren't bad people. No. Like, they, they shouldn't be shunned. And if you got it 
Yeah, if, if yeah, if, yes. If you had unprotected sex with somebody else and you got it, you're that doesn't make you a dirty person. No, and chances a are, person. chances are, if you're throwing those stones, chances are you've put yourself in that position too, yeah. and you've just gotten lucky. Right. So, like, I don't want to hear anything about people, you know, uh, casting these stones in their glass houses. Yeah. It's it's silly. It's Big stupid. Old glass houses. It's 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 absolutely redonkulous. It's redonkulous. So he goes on Instagram Live and he tries to soften the blow of of <laughs> of what he was saying, and uh, that doesn't go over well. Uh, and then Elton John comes in to save the day <laughs> after well, after <laughs> after Boosie. Well, yeah, before yeah, because this was after Boosie and Ti. Because right, Ti jumped I saw in, Ti did too. Yeah, and was Ti was like, well, I mean, if Lil Nas X can be gay. Then the baby can be homophobic. a homophobe. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's, it's yin and the yang, same baby. Thing. I mean, there has to be. And then he hashtagged it with equality. <laughs> he said equality. <sighs> He's like, if that guy can live his truth, then this guy can hate that other guy's truth and want him to be dead for it. I'm Why sorry, not? I'm, equality. I'm starting to think this T.I. guy is not a very good person. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know. The guy <sighs> has some shitty opinions about uh, uh, homo- uh, uh, sexuality, yeah. uh, 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 homosexuals, uh, his daughter's daughter. sex life. Yeah, his daughter. Uh, 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 he, he just has, like, a lot of shitty opinions. Let's just eesh. say that. And, and Boosie is another one with a lot of shitty opinions on uh, health, sexual health. Yeah. Um, homosexuals. Yeah. Um, a lot of outdated views. A lot of outdated views on on both of those. Well, and, and it, it's funny because it sounded like what um, what the baby was saying was like right out of like an early '90s playbook. Like that was that was pop culture kind of standard for AIDS at the time. Yeah. If you weren't in the culture of you know LGBTQ or I mean, even even black people at the time, it was seen as like that's the people who have to worry about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but if you got it, it's because you're dirty or because yeah. you're gay. Yeah. You know, if you were a man who got it, you were obviously on the down low. Right. You were fucking. Some or you're dude. a junkie. Or and you're a junkie. we should have no. Uh, uh, we shouldn't care about your life. Yeah. You threw it away. Yeah. You deserved you, you it. You chose this. You life. earned it. Yeah. Whatever. And forget it. You know. Yeah. That like it 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 sounds so reminiscent of that time back then. Well, and what's crazy is he's only. I mean, he's 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 I'm, young. He's if as far as as far as I know, look it up. I'm pretty sure he's 30 on the dot. He's the baby. He's the baby. He's so young. I mean, he's an infant. How can he have these opinions? 29. He's 29. 29 years. Yes, yeah, so he's born 91. So I mean, he has really like he wouldn't have much of a memory of even like the early 90s where that was so uh, uh, prevalent. Ah, but the environment that he grew up in. Sure. I can only imagine the environment that he grew up in because the environment that we grew up in, Mm -hmm. that was a very acceptable opinion to have for gay people and the choices that they made in their lives. Yeah, it it was a gay disease. Yeah, it was the gay plague. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we're not we're not it's not like we're like a decade older than him we're right in the same no, generation, right yeah so. um, <laughs> that's true yeah yeah i mean i i again not to defend anything that he's saying i i understand i can see the the perspective that he has and why he has it i guess i can yeah I, I well can we've say. we've been graced by knowing gay people having relationships with them uh uh being educated in hiv aids mm-hmm. and you know, having our minds opened and having this this way more like, I guess, I don't know. Um, I, I, I guess just a less of a conservative view of this entire conundrum in a way, you know, yeah. like I, I, yeah. I don't know how better to uh, to describe it, but we just have a, a wider view of this entire thing that allows us to not be prejudiced in this way that maybe we would have been if we didn't have our minds changed from that original perspective. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I, it sucks that, you know, you need to, 
a lot of people from our generation need to know a gay person, need to be educated on those things. I mean, education obviously is invaluable. So if you have somebody who can tell you exactly why you're wrong, that that obviously helps. But it's like the same thing as when a guy says, I never understood what it meant for a woman to live her life in the society until I had daughters. Sure. And I, yeah. I sexualized women until I had daughters. Mm -hmm. Now I'm I'm super protective of women and it's like, ah, but why did you need yeah. why did you need to go through that? As a human being, you should have a level of empathy for people. Yeah. Right? You should you should be able to form that level of empathy whether or not you you have to personally deal with those same issues. Yeah. But I think I mean if the pandemic showed us nothing, it showed us that at least in America, people don't I care. Mean, we, I mean, empathy is <laughs> out the window, sorely lacking in this in our society. Isn't that sad? Like, it, yeah, it, it's, it's the saddest it's, thing ever. It, it's something we can't even avoid. Like, we, it's it's constantly thrown in our. I mean, I don't know where you guys are right now, but especially in Florida, like we are being slammed mm -hmm. by COVID right now. We're going back to masks. Back to masks, baby. Yeah, that's coming back very so, soon. So, uh, I mean, like just having it thrown in our faces in that way. I mean, literally thrown in our faces in that way. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, come on, man. Like, what What do we got to do? Care about the next man? How do we get people to do that is my question. Because I care. I wear masks when I need to or when I feel like I should. I got vaccinated. I'm down for a third vaccination. Give me a booster shot right now. <laughs> I'm me ready, up, baby. Let's Boost go. me, please. I need six G. You know what? I, I'm actually maybe I should do the research on this off off camera, but there's no there's no J and J booster. What am I supposed to do? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it seems like I'm kind of fucked. Yeah. Oh, well, they'll make one. I'm sure eventually. I hope. Yeah. I mean, the only one I've seen so far is about Pfizer, right? Yeah. And I got Pfizer, baby. Yeah, yeah Pfizer gang. Pfizer gang. Brat. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's it's pretty clear why, uh, why I'm sorry. he would feel the way that he feels about things. And, and you know, okay, so he, ha he goes on this rant. Then you get T.I. defending him. Then you get Lil Boosie jumping on, and he's just like, hey, man. If Lil Nas X can be gay, then the baby can be hateful of I mean, gays. I don't only, understand. Not only that, but like, yeah, he goes on this entire. I would call what Boozy did a tirade. That's definitely a tirade because he was like he was saying essentially his platform on this entire thing is that okay, Lil Nas X is like one side of the coin. Not everybody's gonna agree with being gay. Yeah. So why are we accepting? Lil Nas X and not the baby when the baby is just another opinion. Right. Right. Now, obviously that's flawed logic because the opinion of the baby based off of what he said, I don't know him personally, so I, I don't know what, where his heart is, but based off what he says, clearly that he's homophobic, he doesn't like gay people, whatever. Yeah. His words, his words, uh, you know, based that. off of what he has said. Sure. Most recently. Again, I don't know the man. I, I can't say exactly how he feels. But that's what it came off as, and that's what people are taking it as. Yeah. So he's making that a yin and yang thing like we were talking about with T.I., fallacy and logic. But he's taking it a step further and saying that Lil Nas X, first of all, based off of a joke tweet that he put out saying that he's gonna he wants to perform live naked yeah. for charity. He, he said that as a joke. Most people would realize that he was joking when he said that. But Boozy took it personally for some reason, got very angry, <laughs> very angry and uh, uh, said and added this element to it, saying, OK, it's for a charity. Therefore, it's for a children's charity. Yeah. Therefore, he wants to perform naked in front of children. Well, well not children. Children's. Children. Children. Children, if you will. Children's. Um, so he took it personally based off of those things that he kind of put together in his head. Yeah. And then it became a personal vendetta against straight people that Lil Nas X was saying these things and mm -hmm. he was calling Lil Nas X disrespectful yeah. for suggesting that he would perform naked 
in front of a crowd, let alone in front of children, cheering. Cheering. Um, and it seemed like he took that really personally. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like, like you could tell he was actually very angry. Yeah, he about was it. upset. He was he was not happy about any 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 of this transpiring. Right. He was not happy about it. Yeah, including homophobic slurs and you know yeah. threatening Lil Nas X and yeah, yeah. I mean he, he it was a lot. I mean tensions were high. I just don't understand why he was so angry about it. Yeah, I just still still I watched the clip and I'm just like I don't get where this these emotions. Well, hate hate is where these emotions are coming from. Sure, hate. Sure. Uh, yeah, it, 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 uh, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, uh, I, you would think that we were at a point where, first of all, you could understand where a guy, when a guy is joking. Um, but Boosie, if anybody's washed, it's Lil Boosie. Yeah. If we're yeah. washed, then that motherfucker is super washed. Yeah. So maybe he should just stay off the internet completely because he obviously can't understand a joke. He's 38. Too old. Yeah. Too old to be on Instagram Live talking about Lil Nas no. X. He doesn't understand memes. No, he doesn't. And here's the thing. Even if Lil Nas X was talking about doing a surgery or surgery, a charity where he was naked. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let people pay to watch that shit. Well, no, he took he took that as I don't know how he got to this point, but he I think he in, implicitly put together charity and children. Yeah, yeah, like it's a kid. Like it has to. Like charity needs to be about children. When it doesn't, it <laughs> se- it, that seems to be Lil Boosie's very limited purview of what a charity, charity is. Yeah. Right, right, right. That so it I has to be where... geared towards children, and it seems to be his limited purview of Lil Nas X's career. Sure, which is that he's still the guy who made the rodeo song, which is what I've seen a lot of people say. Not Old Town Road, but the rodeo song. You know what? That's a that <laughs> is a really good point that I didn't think about. That's I mean, I think maybe that's why he's thinking about it, too, is that he sees Lil Nas X as this like kids performer. Yes. So that's why kids would show up to see that kind of thing. I didn't put those two things together. Yeah. No, that's that's for you know what for that Boosie. I'm sorry. I didn't put those <laughs> things together. Boosie. Sorry about I that. I apologize. You're still a hateful piece I, of shit. But. I, have, I apologize for that one thing <laughs> that I didn't put those two together. But yeah, I mean, what you're saying is obviously disgusting. Yeah, and 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 that's that's to me that's pretty obviously where that line of thinking comes from. Came from is yeah. that he has only heard Old Town Road, and still only views Lil Nas X as basically a rapper for children. I guess you know what what did it for me was like the fact that there's been literally a year of him promoting things that are not for children, that pushed that thought out of my head completely. Right, the entire Montero run. And beyond has been so adult oriented. Yeah, because uh, because I mean, Boosie is super washed. True. So the so only he, thing that he uh, he knows Old Town Road. That's it. He just knows that because it was super viral. It was right. huge, and that's that's how we all were introduced to Lil Nas X. Sure. And for a great number of people, that is that's the only is. thing that they know about him. Yeah. So when they get angry at him for doing anything that's not. <sighs> Old Town Road, they it's go, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not the kid that we were introduced to. It's so funny how how much the, the streams cross between hip-hop culture and country culture. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the both of them are very angry at Lil Nas X right now for the yeah. same reasons. They're both weirdly conservative. Yes, there there is a very, very conservative sect of, uh, of hip-hop culture, of... Uh, Old school black people, very there's a very conservative and Latinos um, and Latinos, black and brown people in general. Yeah, are very that th- there's a generation behind us that is very conservative, even though they try to pretend like they're not. And uh, they talk about they like they they'll say things like, uh, "Oh, you know, uh, uh, Bebo, your cousin, she's gay." Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I know. I mean, I still love her. What, I still love what her. happened though? I, I mean, what happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? <laughs> and it's like, hey man, that's not the uh, inclusive stance that you think it is. No, you know, no. I still love her. She's going to hell, but you know, I mean, it's, it's terrible that that's happened to her. What are you gonna do? But you know, we still love her. Yeah, we're still gonna invite they, her to the reunion. They say it like she got cancer. Right? Oh my god! Can you can you imagine <sighs> being? Can you imagine being gay? Her mother. Oh. (laughs) 
Oh, spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. Mm. And so there is a, there is that, like you said, that intersection between those two cultures. Yeah. That is like, uh, if if nothing else, you can meet in the middle of, you know, old school morals. Sure. Morals. <laughs> morals. Right. Um. And uh. And 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 yeah. I mean, where I think people don't realize that hip hop is is so new as a culture relative to other genres of music i mean basically every other genre of music there there are very few genres that are newer than hip-hop right so um it's not going to be it's still it's still going to be the forefathers of of hip-hop and black culture um as it pertains to hip-hop are still going to be in that same generation and uh that generation is going to be very limited in a lot of ways. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of people who are around our age who are breaking free of that. Sure. Brockhampton. Right. Uh, uh, Brockhampton's a really good example. You see Tyler. Yeah. Uh, you see Frank. Um, sure. Yeah. You see a, a, uh, Danny Brown to a lesser extent. I mean, he still talks about crazy shit, but like is his, I guess his willingness to just be perceived in any way. Mm hmm is is a really good thing um and it, it's just it's gonna take a long time it's gonna take longer than people are comfortable with for hip-hop to catch up to where every where hip-hop's fans are i guess yeah there's a lot of forefathers who still they don't run the culture but their line of thinking is seeped into yeah. who is still at the at the front of these things, yeah. and until you start getting more and more people like the Nas's and the Jay Z's to kind of go, guys, that's not this is we need to we need to move forward. Mm. It's like uh, it's fun to see you know, Gangsta Gibbs support Tyler, for instance. Sure, and, and I mean I I feel like I've seen it subtly being introduced as far as inclusivity and and a lack of anti-gay rhetoric in general in in gangster rap and in i mean rap in general uh, you see it with even like griselda recently you know if you listen for it you're not hearing like gay f-words anymore yeah right no generally generally um you still hear them from time to time but for the while, most part yeah but for the most part i feel like it's a it's a uh kind of a a silent agreement that that's off limits now you know a long i mean long time ago i i I had I took that out of my lyrics. Yeah, I mean they were they were I mean early early stuff. It was definitely there because it was just pervasive. Yeah, I mean it was something that to me. I mean I think we've talked about this on the show, but like I didn't even I didn't think twice about it. Yeah, it wasn't I, I, I obviously it wasn't a word to be offensive to gay like intentionally to no, be inf- offensive no. to gay. It wasn't people. rooted in specifically hate for gay people. Well, and I think that that is part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Is most people still view it as that? I'm not saying you're gay. I'm not saying it's a problem right, that you're right, gay. Right, right, right. I'm just saying you're acting like an f word. Like, what do you like? Stop acting like an f word. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I and I think that that is where a lot of people still go. You're not understanding what I'm saying. Right. I'm not saying that being gay is bad. I'm saying you're acting like a gay person, which is bad. <laughs> so I, I think that there's still that disconnect sure. that we that a lot of people still kind of hang their hat on. Like, I'm not a hateful person. I'm saying you're yeah. acting like this kind of person, and we don't like that. Well, I mean, the instant way to kind of uh, – I, I know it's, it's kind of apples and oranges, but the easy way to kind of put that in perspective is like the N-word, obviously. Yeah. You know, if somebody – if a white person were to say the N-word and go – I don't mean about black people. I just mean the original intent of the word. Yeah. A stupid person or whatever, you know, an ignorant person. Yeah. That's not what I, I only mean that. I don't mean specifically black people. I mean, this person's acting like this. It's like, no, obviously that word is rooted in this other meaning. Yeah. Whatever your intention is, doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. It's now become this, whether you like it to or not. Pick a different word. 
And there's so many there's so many people who want to say like well, words don't matter, bro. It's the intent behind sure. the words, and it's like I don't see color. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same argument. Like, oh, okay, we're just yeah. white people with braids. Am I right? Oh, white people with braids. Oh man. Sorry, white people with braids. If you're cool, you're cool. I'm not sorry. <laughs> Take the braids out. Take the braids out. Okay. I don't want to see white people with dreads. Uh-huh. I don't want to see white people with braids. Take them out. Okay. Take them out. That's All my right. stance. And I'm sticking to it. I'll never I'll never not stick to it. Take them out. I respect it. Wear wear the hair that you were supposed to wear. This is this is it. This is what God said my hair was gonna be. I'm not putting fucking dreads in it. God gave me a bandana. <laughs> so and he yeah. And, and an American at, bandana. Look how good you look with it. Thank you. Look at that. So, oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> you guys can go look it up and, and feel how you want to feel about it. It's just, I don't know. It's, baby is doing a lot when he could be doing so much less and being able to get away from this. Well, look, let's cap it off with his official apology. So That's a good idea. Uh, he said, uh, as of Tuesday evening, <clears throat> anybody who done ever been affected <laughs> by AIDS, <laughs> HIV, y'all got the right to be upset. What I said was insensitive, even though I have no intentions on offering, offending, excuse me, on offending anybody. So my apologies. But the LGBT community, I ain't tripping on y'all. Do you? Y'all business? Is y'all business. I don't know what that last part means. I read that last part, and I think I need to hear him say that because that last part sounds like he's going, look, I'm done with this. You you gays, I'm done with this conversation. Do what you want to do. I'm, I'm not, do I'm not doing do. this anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but that, that last part didn't sound right. Yeah. But okay, yeah. that's his official stance on this is that he didn't mean to offend anybody. And here's the thing. I think that his... I think that the hard truth is, and this is the last thing that I'll say on this. We can move on. Okay. I think the hard truth is a lot of us want to assume that the people that we support and like have the same views as we do. Mm -hmm. And we ignore the fact that they probably don't. And when you see something like this, you're okay with that apology. Because you want to be okay with that apology. Sure. When I see that, that's not a... That's a mea culpa. That's a... Mea culpa. A culpa. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I fucked up, but only because, like, I'm in this situation. Yeah, it's... And I don't understand what I did wrong, but I'm sorry if you're offended. Right. That is not... An apology that says I've educated myself on no. the reason that I'm wrong. Absolutely not. No. And so when I see that, I I don't I don't give him a pass for that. No. That's not an not. apology that to me reads I know that I made a mistake and I'm do I'm taking the necessary steps to rectify these wrongs and I apologize to the people that I hurt. Sure. That says I don't want my wallet to be thinned out the way it's being thinned out right now yeah and look honestly neither of us are in the position to say whether or not that apology was acceptable or not because we're not the culture offended by that absolutely um however i mean looking from the outside looking in it's not acceptable that that's Uh, not a good apology no sorry i mean you know if you're if you're a gay person and you find that to be acceptable and you're a baby fan still more power to you. I'm not mad at you, but I don't know. To me, that's that is the that is quintessential half-assed. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, we could spend the rest. We could spend the rest of uh, the month dissecting uh, the African, excuse me, African American culture, the black and brown culture, the Latino culture, and how it intersects with homosexuality sure that could be an entire podcast it's very complex (laughs) like it's where there's no way for us to really delve into it on just you know half an hour and it's you know it's people tune in here because it's a good time right 
That's that's what I keep telling myself. So, you know, it, it's not necessarily the venue I feel people are looking for from two guys who are a little buzzed off of this, uh, you know, tall boy of stout. A little bit. To get deeply into. So we'll we'll save you from that. Yeah. But nonetheless, I feel like our, our stances here are valid. I think so. Let us know if you disagree, though. Yeah. Um, add to the comments. Give us your perspectives. We want to hear from you. Uh, let us know what you think about the baby. If you are still the fan. Um, <laughs> oh, but by the way, stream industry baby by Lil Nas X. Industry baby, industry yes, baby. such a good beat. Hey man, he's been crushing it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I mean, say whatever you want. I mean, don't say whatever you want, but say whatever you want. <laughs> well, in the privacy of your own home, you can say whatever. You can do whatever. Yeah, it's, it's up to you. Ain't that America? But he's been. I mean, uh, uh, we've. We've talked about it off mic. His internet savvy. He crushes it on Twitter. He's so good. He crushes it on Twitter. He's so good. He is so concise and biting with every single tweet he puts out. Yeah. It is perfect. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. Anyone who tries to come at him the wrong way, I mean, like, just immediate righteous damnation. Yeah. It's incredible. I love it. I love I love his presence on Twitter more than I love his music. Yeah. It, it's, it's great. I it, love it. It seems like he's fully aware of like literally anytime his name is spoken and he's right there ready yeah. to go like, well, I've got a response for that. And yeah. it's a clever response. And you weren't ready to, to defend yourself yep. after I responded to you. Yep. He's so good. Yep. So good. And his his most recent singles have all been good mm-hmm. and you know I started to mention this off mic and I'm going to mention it right now. I called this. I called <laughs> it. You go you back You had to let the people know. You go back and watch my review of his EP when he like all the way back uh go on my Instagram. It's on there. I called this. I said that he was more than a one-hit wonder. I yeah. said his songwriting skills were a lot stronger than people were giving him credit for mm-hmm. and that if he can continue on this path, he's going to have a long career. I fucking said that shit. You did. I did. You did. So I just want people to know that I've been on the little Nas X boat <laughs> train. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Shut up. <laughs> Car. Car. Uh, Vehicle. Plane. Dick. What? Ah! <laughs> For uh, since the beginning of his career. Yep. I've been a fan. So I'm 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 happy to say that uh, I was right, and I'm happy to say that he's been killing it so far. So good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's all I have to say on that matter. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for thank you for. Saying I like that. to say when I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. You sure do, bud. <laughs> thank you. I just like being right. Uh huh. It's fun. Yeah. You ever been in an argument where you know you're right, mm-hmm. and the other person knows you're right? Oh yeah. And we both have to just look at each other like that gif of Diddy and that weird dude where he's just <laughs> yeah. like got the stupid smile on his face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's always fun. Yeah. To know you were right. Yep. All right. <laughs> okay. Do we have anything else? I think that's it. Uh, I don't know. Unless you have something in your back pocket. Uh, I got nothing in my pockets. Okay. So it's good. Keeps I you think, fast. Yeah. Yeah, streamlined, Fast, loose, ready to rock. Yeah, no, I think we're good. I think we we hit two of the the major issues of the week. Yeah. Um, but if you guys have anything you want to talk about next week, uh, put it in the comments. Um, and let us know because we will add it to our list of ongoing topics. Right. Topics. 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 Right. 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 Yeah. Well, in the meantime. We should get out of here. But before we get out of here, mm-hmm. we have to review this beer. So I wish, I wish I had a little bit more. Adam Obesius, tell me what you think of the Copper Kettle Brewing Company's Dark Samba Imperial Milk Stout. Um, it was good. Um, for me, a little too much. Yeah, a little too much flavor. I know that sounds crazy. Too much flavor. Yeah. I, no, I know that sounds crazy, but hear me out. It just. It hit me in a way that I just wasn't ready for. <laughs> like I it just really, wasn't like ready for. honestly, earlier on, like it was a little unsettling to me. Really? It was, it was too strong. It was, um, yeah, just like over the top with a, a creaminess and uh, uh, like a, a a a dark kind. Of, I think it's the bourbon flavor, maybe that kind of threw me off. It, it just there was just too much 
it, it tasted concentrated almost like I wanted it to be cut up a little bit. Um, but after a few sips of it, I, I acclimated and it, it started to go down a bit smoother and I started to get a bit more of the, uh, individual notes that it was going for. I enjoyed it a bit more as it went on. That being said, not my favorite, um, again, because it just, I don't know. It felt like a sledgehammer at first of flavor, which if that's what you're looking for, great. Maybe I'm just on the right space for this right now. Uh, I'm going to give it a three and a half. Wow. I think this is one of the first moments where we're just like drastically on different sides of this. I'm here for it. That's what this show's about. I'm going to give it a four and a half. Okay. I thought it was really, I think, uh, I, I, you know, you know what's funny? Uh. I agree with everything you said, but in a positive way. <laughs> okay. I think that there was a big burst of flavor at the beginning that is, that may be a little shock to your palate. Yeah. But the more you drink it, the more you kind of acclimate to it. And you're like, this is, this is, uh, I fucks with this. The, uh, I mean, the bourbon barrels, I, I think that, that bourbon flavor kind of comes through on the back end. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an imperial stout, so you're getting that, uh, uh, and it's a milk stout, so you're getting that strong kind of sugary flavor in the beginning. It is sweet. Um, it's eight percent, so it's not it's not too high, especially for an imperial stout. You sure. would think that it would be a little Nine, bit higher 10, in ABV, yeah. um, and I think that helps it because you're not worrying about that that alcoholy flavor that usually comes through on higher ABVs, especially stouts. You get they're usually they can be sweeter, but then you get that high ABV kick. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, nah, this is alcohol and sugar. That's I all did, this I is. did get a bit of that kick with the bourbon flavor, though. But I think I, I mean, I liked that about it. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that about it. So, yeah, I liked it. Would cool. I get it? So here's the thing. Right there on the can, you can see two servings that this can holds. Mm-hmm. So would I buy this can by itself and just enjoy this? No, that's too much. That is too much. Would I get it again with somebody who enjoys stouts? Absolutely. Shout out to CJ. I'm coming for you, motherfucker. Oh, wow. <laughs> you don't have to threaten him. We're going to have a fucking stout together. All right. So there you go. Okay. A four and a half for myself and a three and a half for you, sir. You think we got it? I know we got it. Well, if you say we got it, then that means it's over. This has been the One Beer In Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Obesius. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have a beautiful day. We love you.